Welcome to Coffee for the Soul podcast. My name's Courtney. And I'm Allie, and we're just two friends who love coffee, and we love talking about Jesus and what He's doing in our lives, and really that's how our relationship started, was talking about Jesus as we were drinking coffee every single month, and our hope is that our conversations can be encouraging to you as well, and um, that really just our time together is like a, a shot of caffeine to your morning routine as we just continue to try to follow Jesus in the best way that we can and interpreting his word in a way that honors him and is helping us to live a life that is more aligned with what he wants for us. So Court, it's been a little bit of a long month for both of us. Uh, Can you just update everyone on kind of what's been going on in your life? And then I'll share a little bit about mine. Yeah, so August has been crazy. It's just been a whole entire month of life change. (laughs) Um, I started the new position for develop Mm -hmm. staff with LCBC and uprooted from York to West Shore, which is only 30 minute difference, but is a whole different life type at the same time. Um, David and I got the next step for being able to buy a house for when we're married in October. So that's really exciting. It's a long time coming. We're so ready to move. Uh, Olivia started school. Like oh my gosh. too many all things. Of the things. All the things are going on. Um, and planning a wedding. Yeah, planning a wedding. I turned 29, not 30, so I'm excited <laughs> about that. It's just been a really, really busy month. But yeah, what about you? What's going on? We are in the middle of a move um, as we are in transition and in January looking to settle into our permanent home for the season. But currently, just a lot of not feeling settled. And so being, dealing with that and then things being busy at the church, we had build week this past week that you got to experience for the first time, which was awesome as we turned our atriums into movie sets, but also exhausting. Yes. (laughs) And um, a couple other big events at church too that I was just a part of. And, And so this month has actually been kind of hard for me to sit down in the word if I'm being honest and and specifically in this verse that we were talking about today so I guess that's a warning or a disclaimer yeah (laughs) we we, we've done the best that I think that we can and I, I do think that we're staying authentic and true but there's definitely more to this verse that we could unpack that we just don't didn't have time for this month and so we're bringing what we have and praying that God kind of fills a gap on this one. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I totally feel that. It definitely, it was a little bit of a struggle, but it was also nice to come back to it. Yeah, super rewarding to to just have that time with God and and to be working on a project that we can share with others too. Yeah. So our verse for this month is John 14, 13 through 14. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. So. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of absolutes in that verse that make me nervous because I think it could be so easy to 
to read what those words, whatever and anything and to take that at, at its face value. And I want to do that. And I think that's what Jesus intended, but there's a little bit of um, almost like an implied qualifier there. So I'm excited to get into that. Because I really just want to be like, well, Jesus, I want a million dollars. Right. (laughs) Fix all my problems, please. (laughs) Yeah. But then I get a million dollars and or when I don't get a million dollars, I get frustrated at Jesus. And that might not necessarily be what he's promising us today. Right. And actually, I can relate with this verse pretty heavily before, like, um, growing up and not being a believer Mm -hmm. is probably something I would use to combat because it seems like on the surface, so point blank, like you ask for it in his name and you get it and it seems limitless. And to anyone on the outside, not really understanding, that's kind of like, oh, right, there's proof. Like Mm -hmm. I'm asking, I'm not getting it. It's not real. So it's definitely, I, I did enjoy that aspect of just reflecting how I used to kind of use it to combat. And now it's more of like a solitude part of like my time with God and Mm -hmm. understanding that more. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I never really thought about it that way. Like I never doubted God's presence necessarily. Doubted if I wanted to choose to follow him or not, but never doubted his presence or that he was capable of things. So I guess I just never had that experience of, trying to disprove God. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. It's definitely doing this podcast has really, it's put me on the other side of the fence on a lot of different verses. So it's kind of interesting to um, argue with my old self, like to look back and be like, well, this is what I would have said to you then. Like, cause I just was always on the other side of the fence. So I'm kind of like fighting my old self is what's in my mind sometimes when I'm coming up with all this new information and breaking down the verses. So it's cool. But yeah, I think this one's a little bit more, um, it is face value and not too heavy on the context. Yeah. Like we usually do breaking it down because it's pretty, pretty straightforward. Yeah. I feel like we really just have to understand what what are the words actually, what did those words mean when Jesus said them? Yeah. (laughs) Like what is the, the context and the culture say? How would they have interpreted it? Each phrase or word and so just so that we're we're not looking at something in isolation because I never want to just like take a magnifying glass without seeing the whole picture and this verse is in the gospel of John which was written assumed to be written by um, John the the apostle he was the son of Zebedee and he was one of the 12 disciples but he was also one of Jesus's like core three so Jesus had like different rings of his investment in different people. And so he was um, one of the closest people to Jesus. So this passage is in the middle of Jesus's kind of last message to his apostles. And he's in Jerusalem. They're having the Passover. This is right after Jesus washes their feet. Jesus actually leaves to go betray Jesus. And that would eventually lead to his death. And so these are Jesus's last words before he dies. So in the middle of all that, he's saying, ask anything or whatever in my name, and I will do it, that my father may be glorified in the son. And then he repeats it again. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And I just think it's so 
interesting. Like one of the questions I was wrestling with was like, is this a, a promise that was to those 12 men? I guess 11 because Judas left. Yeah. <laughs> but those men as apostles, were they, was that a special promise just to them? Or is that something that can be to all of us? Because there's two other times that Jesus repeats this in in John 15, 16. He says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that fruit should abide. So that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. That's still within that last message, that last, those final words. And then again in chapter 16, verses 23 and 24. And he says, and that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. There are two other times that this promise is kind of brought to our attention. And the first one is in Matthew chapter 7, which is in the Sermon of the Mount, which was given to like 5,000 people plus. Mm, yeah. So it wasn't just those 12 men. And it's in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8, and it's, Matthew says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. And then I thought it was interesting, like this concept really stuck with John, because when he wrote his letter to the early church, he brings this command back up again that Jesus told them three times in his last message. And so in 1 John 5, 14 to 15, And this is a confidence that we have towards him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us and whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. So I'm pretty confident that we can apply this verse to ourselves, to our relationship with Jesus, because it's absolutely, I just thought that that was so interesting because I was just wrestling with that so much of like, is this a promise that's for me? Right. Because I've asked God things and they haven't happened. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the part I would love to get into yeah, yeah. later about um, just the end part of it with like the he will do it aspect. You highlighted in like a couple of things that you read, not only the word either anything or whatever. And I feel like that is such like a impactful word which leaves the verse to feel limitless like how Mm -hmm. you're like I can ask for a million dollars because it literally says whatever so I'd love to start kind of like breaking down the verbiage that's used to help us kind of understand where that is kind of going to lead us to what it's actually saying it's significant that both times it says whatever or anything it's almost clarified by the phrase in my name I was doing some research about what that means today and what that means back then and the definition for in my name means on behalf of someone or using the authority given to someone by someone sorry but back in the um back in that culture like the ancient near east culture praying in someone's name or using someone's name just in general like in the name of caesar was acting according to their will or their desires mm-hmm. and that's kind of implied by this verse, but it's really explicit in that first John verse where it says that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So John kind of spells it out for us later. <laughs> Maybe some things have changed that we needed to clear. The church needed that clarification. It wasn't assumed anymore. It is what whatever and anything mean what they sound like, whatever and anything. Right. But there is that clarifier of in my name. So praying 
for things and with the heart that is consistent with who Jesus is. So right. humbly and then praying for his will to be done, not ours, because that's how he prayed to his father too. Right. So it really calls for us to have, um, I guess you would say like Christ-like prayers. Like, um, mm-hmm. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Like we, we all want to strive for like that type of sanctification to have qualities that are like Jesus, um, to be humble and like caring and putting others first and just following that pathway. So our prayers should align with that. And I feel like that's like, you know, without build, like digging into the mm-hmm. context of this verse, like you're not really getting that. You're just simply saying whatever and anything. It's completely limitless. I can ask for anything. Um, like it's a magic ticket. Right. And regardless if of I the context. I just say in Jesus' name, then it's done. Right. Yeah. No. So that's, re- that's really important is like not only just the, according to his will, of course, like um, thing, like what he would want for us or what mm-hmm. God has planned for us even but also just doing it and the personality and the quality is that Jesus would. I think that's really huge. Like, yeah. And the only way that we get to know those things or like embrace those things is when we engage with Jesus. Right. Uh, I went to a coffee shop down in Rehoboth naturally (laughs) and um, right away. Well, first of all, my friend wanted me to go with her. And so I was like, sure, whatever. It's this new coffee shop. Like, didn't know anything about it. But the moment I walked through the door, it's called Rise Up Coffee. I knew what they were about because I went from knowing of them to knowing them as a as a business. Uh, engaging with their decor, their signage, their, like, their coffee itself. Everything reinforced their message and their purpose and their will that they wanted to be an organic supplier of coffee and food, which was really cool. And it wasn't something I was necessarily expecting, but... I think it's the same way with God that we can't, we can know of God. We can know of his will, but we won't know it or be able to pray within that posture that we're talking about unless we have a relationship and we engage with him and we encounter him and just relate with him. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. And kind of similar to that, like you're not going to experience that or even experience that engagement unless you make the choice to walk through the door. So like, yeah, you would never know anything about that coffee shop or what I hope was good coffee. It was good coffee. Yeah. (laughs) If you didn't make the decision to try something new or to go there in the first place or walk through the door. So it's really just like that conscious decision to engage in the first place before even taking the action to do so. But yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. So those are kind of the things that stuck out to me when I was reading that verse and things that I had questions about, but you kind of focused in on almost the opposite half of the verse, which I just love that God does that. Yeah. We kind of naturally unknowingly shifted our focuses on two different parts of the verse, but yeah, I really focused in on well, I was, I focused on after the, in my name, Barton, to glorify the father and like what that looked like. And just the kind of the actions of Jesus that led to that as well. Um, and I also feel like that kind of supports like the part that you were saying with, with what comes with asking for anything or doing whatever, and it's in his will, um, that your prayers and what you're asking your request or requests that would glorify God. Hmm. Um, just in a way that Jesus lived a life that glorified God between um, he never took credit for anything that he did. He was 
always humble. He never took credit for it. All, all his glory, all his credit always went to God. Like he willingly, he knew he was going to sacrifice his life um, and what he was giving up so that we could be free and that we could have that relationship, but he never took credit for it. It was always the credit of God. He always glorified God. So I thought that was just like a really impactful kind of meaty part of the verse that I feel like mm. could easily be looked over. But then again, is also supported by what you were bringing out with just the simple word of like asking for whatever and in his name. Yeah. If I could just tag on to that, I think that the definition I, I looked up was for glorified was super helpful and that it's representing something in such a way as it appears more elevated or special. Yeah. And so a word that kept coming to me through this whole, through the study of this verse was just revealing yeah. and high, almost like highlighting yeah, and bringing it more to our attention of what the father is doing and, and how it's all about what the father's doing. And it's as much as we benefit from what Jesus did, like it's what he did for us just shows how great the father is. Yeah. And I feel like I know, especially the past couple episodes, but the time that we've talked or spent in between really finding the focus, um, learning a lot lately, as you said earlier, that it's not about us. And mm -hmm. I think you brought that up in our last episode. I think so, yeah. Um, it's just becoming, the more we study it, but almost the more we engage, mm -hmm. we are very much learning that is no way, shape, or form about us whatsoever. And I feel like years ago, if I ever would have heard that, I would have been like, that doesn't sound like fun. That doesn't sound rewarding. Yeah. But when you actually experience it and mm -hmm. experiencing living a life that honors God or living a life for God and realizing it's not about you and humbling yourself that way it's so much more fulfilling yeah it just seems backwards because whenever I think of like whatever I'm praying for <laughs> to use the terms of the verse yeah I'm thinking about stuff for myself right when maybe that's not the point. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. And yeah, it's kind of, it goes back again to like in his will, for his will. Yeah. And like, if Jesus prayed so that the father would be revealed more or be highlighted. Yeah. Then my prayer should, if it's in his will, then it, it's copying him essentially. Yeah. So yeah, then after it kind of, the verse kind of like, puts in that impactful part of like kind of refocusing you like we're here to glorify God like that's what this is about and then just reiterates like if you ask me anything in my name I will do it and I feel like the closing statement of I will do it is where the whole entire thing um kind of gets misconstrued because mm -hmm. it's just it's kind of it's a call to action you automatically at that point you are now expecting something to happen and that's, I feel like, where many people, myself included at many points, would just throw the rest of the verse out the window and only focus on that one part and not worry about if it's glorifying God, not worrying about if it's to his will or what I'm asking for, um, and then just expecting something to happen. And that also kind of plays into the part of, you know, God has a plan for us. And your prayers may get answered. He very well may answer your prayer when you pray in his name, but it might not be when or how you expect it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge. And that's something I've learned to kind of have a more positive outlook on in the past couple of years, just um, 
there's comfort in knowing that God works everything for good. So yeah. I know that if my prayer is not getting answered now or the way I expected to, that something good is still coming. Mm. And that kind of gives me a relief in this verse. <laughs> yeah. And that good might not even happen on this side of eternity either. Right. That's an excellent point. Because if we're just expecting, if we're limiting God to just what he can do here in our lifetime, maybe the good that he is going to bring about out of whatever situation it is, maybe is the the good of two generations later. Right. Or um, the just the good of being redeemed and being with God in eternity. I mean, I think that we can all have hope in that. But I think it's easy to kind of just focus on, oh, he brings all things to our good or for good, then that means that I'll benefit. Right. Yeah, that's not the case always. <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> Jesus also promises that life will be hard for those yeah. who follow Jesus too. I'm probably a Debbie Downer, but I'm a six on the Enneagram. And for all of my fellow sixers, exactly <laughs> what I go through every day. <laughs> Oh God, I kind of can't relate with that. <laughs> I'm a three, so there we go. Yeah, <laughs> you're always like up and to the right, and I'm like, but life could be so much worse. <laughs> yeah, well, like, like let's just keep everything in perspective. Life could be worse. Yeah, but no. So that's yeah, that's a great point though. Is like it does it. It's, it might not even be this lifetime. Yeah, it's hard whenever it's the things that you may be going through and then just realizing and that we care about yeah and then we care about like deeply or watching other people mm-hmm. go through things and then like watching them go through that pain mm-hmm. um or i mean there's some people that are praying for cancer to go away or and, and everything that's going on with covid and it's like sometimes those prayers don't get answered and like what does that bring um but we just have faith that somewhere and down the line it's impactful and it's good. I was just thinking like the Israelites, they were in slavery for 400 years. Right. Generations. Exactly. Who prayed to be redeemed and he did. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. But I wonder what was God was doing in them in that time and forming them and shaping them. Yeah. And then it all leads somehow down the line. Like if it all leads to like, in the end, building his kingdom and the life that we'll spend an eternity with him. Um, so it's just kind of dissecting that. So that's like a lot. That's a lot of weight <laughs> to this verse. Like if you really think about it, I know we're doing it different this time and we're going on tangents, but like let's think about it. Like there's so much more weight to this verse than if you would just read it at face value. I think it changes how I pray. Yes. What I pray. Mm-hmm. And my expectations of God. Right. When I do ask or when I ask for something. Yeah. So honestly, I think that should be our challenge for this episode Mm -hmm. would be um, in the context of what you pray. I know we've talked before or have challenged before um, the commitment to pray. Like that would be an application. But honestly, I think this is really a good reflection on how to pray. Yeah. Okay, so an easy way that I usually teach Olivia, but also remember how I should pray the best way. So I'm not always just jumping into it and being like, give me this, give me that. Yeah, full of requests. Okay, thanks and good night. So 
Um, it's just the simple acronym of PRAY. And P would be for praise. So we start off by praising God for who he is and what he's already done for us um, in big picture and small picture, mm-hmm. um, just daily gratitude. And then R would be repent for the sins that we've committed. Um, we do it every day. There's always, there's never going to be a day goodbye that we haven't committed some type of sin. So just recognizing that, owning it, and repenting. That's my dog coughing and puffing, by the way. No. Yeah, we have Chase here, so <laughs> he's our special guest today, if you've heard him in the background. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I didn't want it to sound like I was really upset about you <laughs> wanting us to repent. Give this real, like, big dramatic sigh. It's like, no, it's just the dog moving. Yeah, no. Chase is just tired of hearing us talk. He's trying to take a nap. <laughs> but yeah, so ours repent just repenting for our sins. And then A is for asking. And I think this one's really interesting um, just because I often forget I own up to it, but to ask for the needs of others first Mm. um, before asking for my own needs. Um, And then Y is yielding. So yielding my will to God's will um, and my agenda to God's agenda for me and just yielding to a life that honors God. Yeah, it sounds a lot like how Jesus taught his disciples to pray in the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. Uh, it's, which is the same sermon that he told us to ask and to seek him. But this, the Lord's Prayer is Matthew 6, right? Yeah, Matthew 6, 10 through 13. Cool. Yielding, but most of the time I skip repenting because yeah, I... it's never fun to look at what you did wrong. No. Or I'll just skip right to asking. And so I think that there's a lot of ways that I can grow personally just in in praying the way that he taught us to pray. And it's it's kind of ironic but brilliant also because by doing by praying in this way, we are aligning ourselves, like we talked about, in his name with his character. And um, when we pray this way, we will be praying in his name and in accordance with his will because we're yielding ourselves to God, right? And that's just, it's like when we yield in traffic, just putting, letting somebody else's, somebody else go first. And so I just think it's so unique and so cool how God kind of weaves that all together. Everything is so well orchestrated. And I just have to say like through teaching Olivia this, if you ever want to humble yourself, listen to a four-year-old pray. Mm. Is it's nothing but just like praise and thanks the whole time. And it's like, so it's, it's my most favorite thing is when we pray before bed and like listening to her. And then it, it also like puts me in check. And then mm-hmm. when I take the time to pray with her at night, I know that I want to demonstrate the P-R-A-Y. Mm-hmm. So then it keeps me committed and humbles me a little bit that way. So that's cool. Yeah. Can you record one of Olivia's prayers for us? I have thought about it. I would love to hear. Honestly, I will. It's the cutest thing ever. She literally will thank him for everything, like for the cupcake that she got to eat, or Mm. just like she will repeat several times, like, thank you for a good day. And like, I don't know. I definitely, I need to record one. Just either maybe put it in an episode or like throw it up on the Instagram. Like, yeah. I love. A child's faith and just how you said every little thing is just a reason to praise God and that we get to do any of these things 
Yeah, it we should. We all need cool. to live like that. Like we yeah. all need to get into that mindset and like see through the, that lens. Like there is so much to be thankful for, even the cupcake. Like you can repent for the, <laughs> repent the for the cupcake, cupcake. <laughs> but also grateful because it tasted so good. Right? <laughs> I guess now we can just kind of practice this and just pray for for us. And pray for us pray for our listeners and um just kind of following these steps pray for chase that he gets a good nap <laughs> huh buddy man too bad this isn't video but um yeah so i'll pray and then we'll we'll wrap up all right thanks yeah father i'm just so grateful for this time that we could have a conversation about you and just be encouraged and i always leave these times with courtney super grateful that one I get to call her a friend and two that I get to call her my sister and um, thank you for what you've done in each of our lives to make that possible and for the work that you continue to do in our lives and through each day for the little things and for the big things Lord we just we praise you and we also ask uh, for your forgiveness for the moments when we didn't when we don't show gratitude for the little things, when we don't have that childlike faith like Liv does or, and and focus on the negative rather than focusing on so many things that you have given us and the gifts and how you provide for us for each and every one of our needs. And and we were also, Lord, we just repent and ask for forgiveness that you, for the times when, we, when we've prayed and focused on our own needs rather than... Um, focusing on on what you're doing and how we can grow to be more like you and and for asking you to to align our spirits that we focused on on what we see and what our needs are right in front of us but lord we know that you want us to come to you in prayer and to ask for what we need you command us multiple times to do so and so lord we right now pray for each other that we will just continue to lift you up and that our lives will act like um like a highlighter to your fame and your glory and that it will just um brighten and make your name more visible to those around us and lord we ask for our, our those who are listening that they will also just grow in this way and that they will uh, that their lives will just highlight you and that we will learn and embrace more and more as we become more like your son, that it's not about us, but it's about you, Father. And so, Lord, we um, just submit ourselves to you. As we learned the other the other episode of submission and how you demonstrate that for us, Lord, we submit our, our lives and our relationships and our decisions to you, knowing that you see the full big picture and that we only see what's right in front of us. And so we're trusting you um, with our days, with our years. And um, we know that you work all things for good, whether it's in our lifetime or not. We love you in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Join us next month as we unpack Matthew 18, 20 for where two or three gather together as my followers. I am there among them.
Welcome to Coffee for the Soul podcast. This is Courtney. This is Allie. We're happy to have you join us. That sounds dumb. 